0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Finance with Fernando. I am your host, Fernando John DeCunha, a.k.a. The Mortgage Maverick. Please follow me on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, my handle is at Mortgage Maverick, M-O-R-T-G-A-G-E, M-A-V-E-R-I-C-K, or via Facebook at Fernando John DeCunha. Uh, Today, I am going to switch gears from the typical reference style episode where I'm providing information and input on um, specific things regarding you know, mortgages, real estate. And I am gonna to touch a little bit on real estate as a whole in a sense where today's episode is actually going to give you, the listener, a little insight of how I got to where I am today, what made me lean uh, towards getting into mortgages for my career, and um and basically what my journey has looked like uh just to give you some background and some insight on you know where i started 9 10 years ago and how i got to where i am um so just a brief side note i hope you your family your friends are staying safe and well um this episode is still it's being recorded while i'm still in quarantine uh the days have somewhat merged in the sense where uh, luckily, you know, I'm I'm still working full full days, um, you know, from around eight thirty in the morning till about six p.m. Sometimes a little later, depending if there's some follow up questions from clients. But uh, it has definitely been somewhat difficult because cabin pe- cabin fever has set in, and um, there's just so much CNBC and mortgage talk you could have while sitting alone in a room, you know, in a home office. But hope you guys are safe and well. Um, so. In regards to how I started my journey in mortgages, so back in the fall of 2009, I actually graduated college. I I got my bachelor's degree in business economics from the State University of New York at Oneonta, which is upstate New York. Um, It is about, I want to say, maybe three and a half hours from New York City, uh, north of New York City. And um, in fall 2009, what happened was when I was graduating, I already had a job because my One of my previous companies I worked for, Wells Fargo, uh, Wells Fargo Bank North America, actually prospected me um, the second semester of my junior year. And I went for an interview on campus and uh, accepted a job right out of college in January of 2010 with Wells Fargo Financial, which is a um, subsidiary of Wells Fargo that's no longer in business. And Wells Fargo Financial uh, basically offered clients... Uh, options for either credit cards or um, auto loans, whether it be financing or new auto loans, uh, typically refinancing, um, and also mortgage options. But the mortgage options for Wells Fargo Financial was strictly for FHA loans, which is, um, if you've listened to previous episodes, it is a government loan. It stands for the Federal Housing Administration. And um, when I was working at Wells Fargo Financial, what it really allowed me to do was it allowed me to grow as someone, uh, you know, who's facing clients, who's speaking with clients consistently over the phone, and I did a ton of cold calling. So the way it worked when I when I was, uh, you know, uh, when I was employed by Wells Fargo Financial is that you would get leads, and this is what's crazy: you would get leads based on clients that held accounts with Wells Fargo through either Bob's Discount Furniture or Raymore Flanagan. Now, it sounds kind of crazy, but, you know, um, when you finance at different department stores or if you, let's say, for example, finance with uh, Amazon, you know, and get a credit card through Amazon or through an airline, those credit cards are actually provided by different financial institutions. Simple enough, right? Well, the thing is, is that that information, depending on your solicitation preferences, uh, is shared internally with that company that provided the financing to you and they'll actually market to you in that way and my job was basically to go through these leads on a daily basis and uncover opportunity to either improve an auto loan for a client maybe provide another option as far as a credit card um, or somehow restructure their current loan and get them into a a refinance loan Um, it wasn't easy strictly because the the products that were offered through wells fargo financial weren't great that's kind of why they're out of business now um, it was really, they were niche products and, you know, if you had, let's say, a conventional loan on your home and you were looking to refinance, it wouldn't necessarily at all times make sense to go from a conventional loan to an FHA loan unless there was a reason like, let's say, your credit uh, wasn't, you know, it was just satisfactory, it wasn't wonderful, or if you didn't have a lot of equity in your home, then maybe it made sense to go FHA, and it was the same for the auto loans, you know, but we were, we were basically critiqued Um, On a daily basis on our calls, our conversion, uh, what, you know, what the feedback was from clients. And at the time I took it very serious because, you know, I graduated and um, it wasn't easy getting a job just the way it is. It isn't easy now for a lot of, you know, college graduates to get a job. It was, I think a little easier when I graduated and at the time it was still difficult, but now, you know, with population growth and um, everyone going to college, it's, it's difficult you know, to necessarily be placed. But, you know, I did take time at a partying when I was in Oneonta to interview. And that's really what secured me that position when I graduated. But um, nevertheless, when I was at Wells Fargo Financial, I did quite well, simply because I was, I was more concerned about building relationships with clients, as opposed to the numbers. Um, and it was great, because the way my compensation was based, I was salaried at the time. So you know, if it didn't make sense for a client financially to get into a specific product, um, I wasn't biased. You know, I would basically just give them options. I would go over some, you know, some details. And um, if they felt it wasn't really in their best interest, or I felt it wasn't in their best interest, I wouldn't offer them that opportunity, you know. Um, so to kind of fast forward a little bit, I was at Wells Fargo Financial um, until July of 2010. And what happened was I was on the third floor in an office building. Uh, in downtown White Plains, New York, which is about an hour north of uh, of Manhattan it's uh, basically the Manhattan of Westchester county, New York and I was on the third floor and on the fifth floor was a another subsidiary and the major business lines of Wells Fargo, which included like home mortgage, business banking, financial advisement, and the fifth floor was like the real deal business people you know in my eyes and and I I would always I would always think to myself like you know I want to be on that floor I want to be on the fifth floor that's my goal because you would go up to the fifth floor and there would be glass doors there would be like a key tag where you have to you know actually um you know swipe your key tag to get in and everything was really secure and that was you know being someone who just recently graduated in in their early 20s uh that was like Success, right? That that portrayed success. And in my office on the third floor, we didn't have the whole floor. It was one section of the floor where you know the door was always unlocked. You could just walk in, and you know you just see a bunch of younger individuals sitting there, you know, um, doing these calls. It was an entry-level job. You know, it was an entry-level, somewhat. I I hate to use the term sales, but it is. It was a sales job. You know, you basically. You weren't necessarily selling stuff, but you kind of were. You were making sure it made sense. And, you know, some people were selling. I was more concerned about, um, you know, building that relationship, which I still do. You know, I, and that's where I have fun instead of just selling, you know, selling mortgages per se. Um, so what happened was, is when I was at Wells Fargo Financial, early July, I actually received a, um, a promotion. So at the time I was a credit manager, I got a promotion early July, I think I want to say it was like July 2nd, 2010, and I became a senior credit manager because I was building relationships and I was bringing in new clientele, everyone was happy, I was happy, my clients were happy, it was great. Um, And my birthday is actually July 10th, and I think it was, so I got the, the promotion July 2nd, July 8th, we got notice that they were closing Wells Fargo Financial two days prior to my birthday, six days after I got the promotion. Um, so that was my first like wake-up call that finance is volatile. You know, it's something where you know you could be sitting pretty one day and then you know really have to look for new employment. And what they did was, is they did give us an opportunity uh, to still get paid for a month after they notified everyone. So I, I do appreciate what Wells Fargo did at the time for everyone that was working at Wells Fargo Financial. Uh, but they stopped originating everything, so they wouldn't allow you to basically help any clients at that point. And they were saying, we're shutting everything down. We're just going to, you know, finish whatever type of files we have active, etc. And uh, if you like to go and interview with other companies or if you... You know, if you want to interview internally at Los Fargo, feel free to do that. We're not going to stop you, but you do have to report to the office, even though you may not be doing anything. So for literally a month, my entire team and I were just basically sitting at at our desks and answering questions for people that may have been in process at the time, uh, but we weren't contacting new clients and we were all interviewing. We were all looking, you know, because we were all fairly young in our 20s. It was a lot of, um, a lot of people was an entry level job, including myself. And uh, I interviewed with so many different companies. I went to like Verizon and like all these companies just to kind of see what was like out there, you know. And what ended up happening was that Wells Fargo did right by their staff at Wells Fargo Financial. And they offered positions in their bank branches because at this time, Wells Fargo was working on the merger with Wachovia. Um, Wachovia Bank. And what they basically said was, "Is listen, if if you guys still want to work at Wells Fargo... We'll allow that and we'll put you in the Wachovia bank branches and we'll train you. So what happened was is I, I, I took that route. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to see if I could actually be a banker. I wasn't crazy about it, not because there's anything wrong about working in a bank. I, you know, I think it's a great career choice. But um, I was just, I had that, that cold calling mentality at the time. And I really enjoyed building those deep rooted relationships Um, whereas I noticed on the bank side there was a lot of servicing being done and I it just I wasn't crazy about it, you know, but they sent me away to Cherry Hill, New Jersey for training to work in the Wachovia Bank Branch, local to my home at the time in northern Westchester. And um, you know, I learned a lot about banking. But during that period of time, before I actually left that August 2010 to go to training to become a banker, I went up to the fifth floor. And at the time there was a gentleman who I ended up being his junior, uh, you know, under under a manager who ran the mortgage team on the fifth floor. And I went up there and I said, hi, my name is Fernando. You know, he saw that I was super, you know, young and green um, in business and, and was very hesitant in hiring me. But what I did was is that I was very persistent. So I, I contacted him multiple times and you know, he saw that I had this drive where I wanted to succeed and I wanted to be in business. You know, I've, I've always dreamt of being that businessman when I was young. When I was very young, um, I wanted to be a chef. I wanted to go go to the Culinary Institute here in New York State and actually become a chef because my family owned restaurants and, you know, was in uh, the food service business for years. But um, I, I, at a young age, turned my focus and wanted to be a either a financial advisor um an investment banker, I didn't know what an investment banker was at the time, but I would always tell people when I was like, when I was a tween, which that term didn't really uh, exist when I was younger, but when I was a tween, um, it was, it was either a financial advisor or a business advisor, you know, someone who would actually review a business, you know, a profit and loss statement or, you know, their balance sheet and basically advise them on what they need to do to lean out costs, et cetera. And I don't know where I really got that from. I don't remember. But anyway, so I would always, you know, for two or two or three different occurrences, I went up to the fifth floor. What I, you know, before I went away for banker training, and I would speak to my old manager, and you know, I was like, listen, just try me out, hire me. And the way the mortgage industry works, like for example, let's say, uh, you know, one of you as a listener wants to get, you know, get a job in, in mortgages. You know, you, you approach me and say, hey, I want to get hired for a mortgage. The thing is, is that I always bring this opportunity to management, they look for experience. It's one of the few industries where if you have no prior experience, they're most likely not gonna hire you. You would have to really work at a, um, not really a small mortgage shop, but like it's, it's strange because they don't, there, there should be more training in mortgages. Like I'm one of the youngest mortgage people like, I don't know anyone else my age that does mortgages. I don't, I don't know anyone younger than me that does mortgages. Everyone is older, you know. Um, I think, like, the average the average age for someone who does mortgages is between, like, 40 and 60, I feel. You know, and I'm in my mid-30s now. But when I started, I was in my early 20s. And, you know, um, it, it's just—it's it, a really a bad thing in the industry because there's, there's no attractiveness for new people to come in and actually originate mortgages. But anyway, as I digress— so um, I went away to to banker training. My old manager didn't hire me yet, but we you know we kept the conversation open. And what happened was, I went away to training August 2010. Came back after a month. I was working in a local Wachovia at the time. They didn't do the transition to Wells Fargo yet. And um, I was there for maybe about four or five weeks. And I was just unhappy. I was servicing a lot of clients. You know, changing addresses. Meaning that's what servicing on the banking side means. You know, changing an address. Adding someone to an account, closing out an account, opening a new account, stuff like that. But there was no real opportunity to grow a client's financial portfolio. You know, there was, but on a limited basis, and and, and especially in the market where I was, it wasn't. Um, I don't want to say it wasn't the greatest market, but it was. It was a struggling market, meaning like there was there was low to moderate income housing, um, and, there, and there just wasn't uh, like a great deal of wealth in that area. So it was more so helping people you know, financially like just kind of get themselves on their feet. You know what I mean? It wasn't anything where someone would walk in and say, hey, I have $100,000 I'm looking to invest. And not saying that's, that's a bad thing or a good thing in that sense, but it was just different. It was a different outlook from what I started off with at Wells Fargo Financial. You know, it's a different feel. So what happened was is after about four weeks in the bank, I called this old manager again and said, listen, you know, I'm in the bank, I'm in northern Westchester, I really want to work back in White Plains. Um, You know, I would love for you to give me a shot. And what he did was he had me come in and he interviewed me and we agreed on me being essentially his apprentice. It's called a junior, uh, like a junior uh, mortgage consultant, which basically means that I'm originating loans, but I'm under someone else. So it's more of an apprenticeship program. And I did that for about 15 months. You know, I accepted the position. It was absolutely terrible pay. Um, I made, I would say, $20,000 less than what I was making working in the bank uh, or at Wells Fargo Financial. And uh, the funny thing is, is that in my home office, I actually have my W-2 from when I started at mortgages, (laughs) which I think it was 2011, was my worst year ever working in the workforce since I was I think 14 years old, I, 13 or 14, I had my working papers. Um, you know, I, I basically made the same money as when I was like that age, <laughs> you know, it was that bad. It was like 20,000 bucks, you know, maybe I made less when I was 14 or 15, but um, I made, at the time I had, I bought a house when I graduated college, uh, when I graduated college, the house actually right next door to my dad's, which was a foreclosure. I bought a house, I had a car at the time with a, with a loan, And when I graduated college, you know, I was making, it was around like 45,000, which was good pay, you know, it was, it was great pay for someone who just graduated college and I, you know, I was paying my house and all that stuff. It was great. And, uh, and then I took this position and I made, I think it was like 23,000 in 2011. So 2010, I made like 40 something thousand, took a huge pay cut, cut my pay in half and, uh, you know, wanted to get into the mortgage business and basically said to myself, if I'm going to do this, I have to take a step back to take two or three steps forward. And that's what I did. And it was difficult. It was, um, you know, my business is is solely based on relationship. You know, it's it's funny because a lot of outsiders think like, oh, well, if someone's trying to buy a house, they'll go with Fernando. Not necessarily. There's thousands of people that do what I do. Um, they don't do the same as I do uh, for good or bad. I'm not saying that I'm the best. Um, you know, in your own mind, you always think you're the best, but I have my, my flaws as well, just like the next person. But, um, at the time, you know, I couldn't pay someone to use me to get a loan and it was, it was really disheartening. I was working crazy hours and, uh, I just started dating my, my wife and, um, it it was, she would, like, I would get home at, like, 9 o'clock at night, I would go in, I had to be in the office at 8 a.m. every day, and I would, I would be there at 8 a.m., it was an hour drive, so I'd, I'd wake up at, like, 5.30, 6 o'clock, get ready, drive down to the office, get there for, like, 8, 8, I think it was 8, 8 a.m., um, and I would work, like, until 8, 9 o'clock, because the way my previous manager basically taught me was, when I go home, you go home, you know, and, and he was, he was, always busy and I was always busy you know I would always keep myself busy and I would contact people and I would go on you know appointments with different real estate agents attorneys etc so after 15 months um, you know I ended up graduating but within about you know in in that first year that I was doing this I basically approached my previous manager and I said to him I was like listen you know um, if I don't start making money in the next three months I, I have to resign I can't keep doing this um, I can't pay my bills. I was living off the little savings that I had. And it, it was... I was losing sleep. It was, it was just a mess. It was, it was a nightmare. Um, you know, it was funny because my, my wife and I joke around because my wife is actually a financial advisor. And her and I, we were both making no money when we first met. And uh, we were eating frozen pizzas. Like... I remember it was the... Uh, I think they're called Fresca. It's like the, the, the green box pizzas with like the blue writing... And we would eat this frozen pizza, we were like, I guess at mid-20s, and we would make like two meals out of it. So we would eat, like, we would, it would be like eight slices, we would eat two slices each, and then save two slices each for like the next day for like lunch. You know, that's how bad it was, and these things were like seven bucks, eight bucks, you know, I think they're the same still, you know, in the in the grocery store. But, uh, so I approached him and said, listen, you know, if I don't start making money in the next quarter, I'm, I'm gone. And, um that 15th month that I was an apprentice I closed I want to say it was close to like 5 million in that month of mortgages I just had an outstanding month and I remember my paycheck the next month was like over 40 grand or something something crazy over like 30 grand and it was like the most you know that month I made the most that I made like the, the whole year prior you know something crazy and that's when I knew this is what I needed to do. Um, not because of the money. It was because I finally broke through. There's always a turning point in someone's career. And and that was, that was my first turning point where I was like, okay, I could do this. You know, because I was just not confident, you know. And then when I had those closings, I never to this day pay attention to the numbers. Like I don't look at each month what I close. Um, a lot of my colleagues do. But I would say 100% of my colleagues do. I don't because it doesn't matter. Like I don't have control over it. You know, I can't force someone to buy a house or I can't force someone to close. It doesn't work that way. Like when they close, they close. So I don't really pay attention to it. But at that point, it was a turning, it was a turning moment for me. Um, And it changed my career and, and, and I graduated and I was no longer an apprentice and I worked at Wells Fargo until the end of 2017. I built a team. I had two juniors myself. I had an assistant at the time. Um, And then I ended up leaving Wells Fargo because I, I had an opportunity to actually run a team A team that actually originated a little over 200 million in 2018. um, And that was at a different bank. And then recently, I ended up leaving there just for differences that we've had. You know, we had really unfortunate circumstances, but you know, to nonetheless another learning experience. And I had great experiences managing. And I I realized my entire career up until that point, I wanted to manage, and I still like managing. I like teaching people, and you could kind of get that feel from this podcast. Um, You know, I I really enjoy uh, having people learn and and know what they're getting into, or you know, helping in that sense, educating. um, but now the company I work for, which is going to remain nameless because, you know, I don't want to have to get them involved as far as like human resources are concerned and marketing, mm-hmm. but, um, company I work for is another big lender. Um, I've, I've always enjoyed working for big lenders because I think there's, and I, I can only speak from my experience. So I've never been a broker. I have nothing against brokers. Everyone does their own thing. Um, but I've always liked working for big lenders because I, I feel personally that there's more stability. Um, and what I mean by that is, is that. You know, I I never have to worry about me having a job per se. Like, you know, they don't they want me obviously to close, right? They want me to do volume, but um, if you don't do volume, they're still around. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was the same with Wells Fargo. You know, like I knew waking up every day that Wells Fargo wasn't Mm -hmm. going to like close their doors tomorrow. You know, whereas some smaller lenders you don't know, and you you know if you know anything about real estate. You Know just back in 2008, a lot of companies went under, and, and it happens so on a yearly basis. You know, where companies change hands, they sell, etc. Um, so that's basically the story. I mean, obviously, there is some additional detail, but for the sake of time and me not having this be an hour long episode, um, I just want to let you know my journey. It's been a lot of fun. I've met amazing people, thousands and thousands of client serviced. Um, you know, I've done over a half billion in loans in my career, and um. It's just been it's been a great run. I think it's it was a good career choice. It's unique. I, I you know I really I love what I'm doing mainly because I'm helping people put a roof over their head, achieve that American dream. That's something that I really wanted to do when I got into my career choice. Um, but I think the most satisfying is the relationships that I build over time. That's definitely what I enjoy the most. So hopefully you found this uh, extremely. Um, I don't know, helpful, I say, or maybe a little more of the lighter side of, of the mortgage maverick. Um, thank you for listening. As always, you know, please be safe and well during these unprecedented times. I think, you know, in the upcoming weeks we'll actually be done with this. We'll be able to actually not social distance as much and see each other. And uh, as I mentioned at the end of every episode, I could help you buy your first, next, and last home. Thanks for listening. Please share. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.